Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. This week, we are exploring emotional reactions. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. Our mission last time was to take time each evening to reflect on how you managed your negative thoughts and appreciate your successes and the opportunities for progress. So Brianna, how did that go for you? I think it went well. Um, It really helped this week uh, or with this mission. Uh, We had, you and I had decided to go back to kind of setting a couple of goals for ourselves for the week. And I feel like uh, setting those goals and then being able to look at the end of the day (laughs) to see if I made them or not. was really helpful in me just doing an examination at the end of the day, just about overall how I was doing. And I did find myself um, a couple of days, uh, I had a not super great experience at the beginning of the week. And so I found myself perseverating on that a bit. And some negative thoughts kind of just came automatically or coming in. And so it was an opportunity for me to just kind of look at that um, and and ask some questions about why that was happening and just try to work through it. And, um, you know, one of the ways that I work through my negative thoughts sometimes is just to recognize that most of the time when something not great happens, I have like a 36 to 48 hour time frame on it. And then I can kind of start to let it go. Like I know it's a kind of a big deal for that time frame. Um, and I even said that to myself, I noticed I was saying that to myself this week to try to just get out of that real negative um, mindset. So again, as we talked about in our episode, uh, the negative thoughts aren't going to, like they're not going away. They're going to be there and it's our, it's how we process them that that helps us get through. So I feel like it was all right. How did it go for you? It went great for me too. This was a really good one. This was an in-depth. Uh, we normally don't do like a each evening and really look at things. And it's interesting to see how we set the mission to be kind of a harder mission to do, like a more every night, really look at this. And, you know, our my polos got really long. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right? When polo back and forth, <laughs> I thought so my, my polos got really long. And I really started to notice which... Um, like which negative thoughts really stuck with me and which ones I was able to let go quickly. And what I discovered is I, you know, they always say um, in recovery programs that whenever you're giving somebody advice and you're getting really upset that they're not taking it, it's probably advice that you need to take yourself. And so Mm. I've been looking into um, the concept of codependency and my constant advice giving in general and why it is I get so upset or I feel so angry or I have these big negative thoughts about I'm so judgmental about circumstances and people and things. And so I checked out some, uh, some recovery meetings and I really found a lot of interesting things. And so what I like about exploring those negative thoughts that I'm having is I just ask myself over and over, but why is this bothering you? What's it to you? Mm. Why is this your problem? Why is this so upsetting? And I kept asking myself why and why. And, and, and the answer for a lot of it is that I believe my worth is in being helpful. And also I don't like to set boundaries with people because I am worried they will get angry. And a lot of times I have big reactions I feel genuinely, uh, and it probably it'll go into our episode today. I have a lot of reactions around people's anger, and I have a lot of fear around setting boundaries. So I try to make things better so that I can feel safe, and I don't have to do that. I get to feel safe and ask for what I need and be okay with what the answer is. And so, yeah, I've just been really delving into codependency and how I am powerless over other people. Well, and I will say it's been really encouraging this week uh, with your polos, uh, just to hear how that experience has been going. And I feel like I've been learning um, a few things alongside of you. And, And it is interesting. I feel like at least a couple of nights, we were both like, I'm so sorry, this is so long. Just because we had so much to talk about, because I feel like, 
you know, doing doing some of this examination has just helped. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like taking another step. I guess I'm I'm not sure uh, exactly what that visual is, but I do, as you said, um, you know, our experiences from reflecting on those negative thoughts and what we. Uh, you know, how we work to manage them, that that rolls nicely into our uh, topic for this week, which we're exploring emotional reactions. And so emotional reactions, Christy, when I when I say that, uh, what does that mean for you? Okay, that means basically all the turmoil of my life rolled into two words, right? Emotional reactions, because I, I have this thing where I underreact or overreact, and mm. I have issues with being uh, with being right sized. The the difference between and it's taken me a long time, and sometimes I still miss it when it's happening. There's a difference between feeling an emotion and having an emotional reaction. The feeling is real. The story I tell myself about what's happening is not, and I've got to be very careful with how many times I feed the information on why this is happening and why this is always happening. And we talked about that in a, a lot in the last episode about negative thoughts. But the emotional reaction is something that I tell a lot of quick stories for and I feel it in my body. Um, and I have very strong emotional reactions to people's anger, uh, to situations where I feel like I am indebted to people or to situations where I feel like I'm not heard. And there's these really big reactions that I can actually feel in my throat and in my chest and uh, trembling throughout my hands. And I want to put myself in a position where I recognize these emotional reactions and I take action. Like there's a saying that somebody once said to me, where is you're only responsible for your second thought and your first action. In other words, mm. If somebody blows up at me and my first thought is, you know, there's the, some people have fight or flight. Some people, my, mine is like, um, freeze and appease. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, if somebody yells at me, I just cave. I just feel mm -hmm. like I have to fix everything and make it right. Cause I can't bear the tension. And what that means is a lot of times I'm, uh, allowing someone to treat me in a way that is unjust and then later I resent them and I feel bad about myself. And so what I'd like to do is examine when I have that emotional reaction to somebody's anger or um, stress and not jump into advice giving and fixing and allow them to have their feelings and control my reaction and literally work on healing that part of me that genuinely feels stressed. Uh, mm. when these type of things come up. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I just appreciate you being, uh, being able to articulate that so well. I feel like you've really, um, you've really drawn a really, you've drawn a, a very clear picture of what that looks like. And I think uh, when, when I, when we talked about what we were going to, you know, what this episode was going to be, I feel like I'm definitely not that far along. <laughs> um, but I, because I just, again, had a couple of experiences this week where I had some very, very significant uh, reactions, or excuse me, experiences that led to, um, you know, some pretty intense emotional reactions that I then, of course, had the, was just, I think, for the first time in a pretty quick succession aware of how how that was feeling in my body. I feel like, you know, where you're talking about, um, you know, with your experience, I feel like so often my experience with emotional reactions has just been to pretend they're not, pretend it's not happening. And I can like just, I have been in the past able to just shut it off. Um, it's as if like, you know, nothing to see here. Uh, and this week, um, because I was in a space where I couldn't get, like I was having this situation, I couldn't get out of it. I just really, really felt it. I mean, I felt my heart beating. I was getting sweaty. I was like, uh, my throat was constricting a little bit. And I was, I just, I felt very, very trapped in a situation. Um, and thankfully it was not like an in-person situation, but, um, 
you know, and I've been thinking about it all week and just it it really truly is like emotional <laughs> reactions. And I'm I, I don't mean to laugh as if it's funny, but it 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 is just surprising to me at this age that I'm like, oh, emotional reactions, those are that's a thing. That's not just something somebody talks about or that I get to watch, you know, get to see other people do. But like, I have emotional reactions. Who knew? Uh, and and it just I mean, it really threw me for a loop. And I guess that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And certainly that's why we talked about it already for a bit in our uh, pre-show. But, uh, you know, the aim here was just to kind of bring it up and explore it and see see how we uh, can work through these, can manage them, what we do with them, what I, you know, what we've done with them in the past. So I, um, well, I'm hoping I have enough to contribute, but I will definitely say this is a new, this very much feels like new territory for me. This is very much new territory for me. I feel like this is like graduate level positive thinking, right? Because one of the mm-hmm. things that derails my ability to see a positive outcome is the fact that I am terrified or incredibly sad or disappointed or resentful is a big one. Judgmental is another big one. And I miss out on getting to enjoy situations and people as they are because of it. And that is not a positive life for me. What I want for me is I want to be uh, the, the saying that they have is happy, joyous, and free. And I want to literally and figuratively lighten up. I am, mm. I joke around a lot, but I am a deeply serious person. And luckily I've been able to lighten up around my flaws and some of my shortcomings but I would like to lighten up around other people's flaws and shortcomings. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think what it is, is for me, um, a lot of this positive thinking, I've come, I've come a long way. But it's not automatic. It's not, right. it's not without setbacks. And I have enjoyed a lot of prosperity. I'm, I know other people sometimes look at my life as you're just a girl alone in a room a lot, right? Because that is literally the logistics of how I'm living these days. But here is the truth as I experience it, which is how I live my life through my experience. I've wanted to have my own business and I've wanted to be a writer. And I've always, I mean, since I was a kid, the first time I thought of being a writer, I remember this was back. I gotta keep in mind that in the seventies and eighties, there wasn't a lot of office depots. Okay, staplers seemed harder to come by in my childhood yes. mind. So there was there was like the teacher had a stapler, and I remember thinking, man, if I had a stapler, I could make my own books and I could write them all. So even as like a little kid, I wanted to be a publisher in my own way. Like I thought of zines at eight and that was before zines Mm. were big in the late eighties. Right. Cause then, you know, I'm going to age myself. I was, that was 1980. Exactly. I think zines came bigger in like 92. Maybe that was more of a Mm -hmm. grunge thing zines, but I was thinking Mm -hmm. of like zining my whole first novel, a place where nobody has been chapter one. Who am I? What kind of nine-year-old does that? I'm impressed (laughs) by me. Now, of course I started my tradition of um, not finishing a novel as I did then, but it was, it was a good Mm -hmm. start. I was, I I read it back and I was like, you were pretty good as a kid. I'm impressed a little Chrissy. Um, But my point being right now, I'm finally, finally, Um, And I've worked so hard to get to this point, living the life of my dreams. Like I was filling out paperwork and doing kind of crazy stuff. And I am sometimes intermittently terrified, intermittently excited, intermittently um, joyous, and then sometimes numb with um, anxiety. (laughs) But the truth is all of that is wonderful because this is my dream. And I find that I'm being distracted from the dream that I've worked so hard because I'm having emotional reactions to things that are not, they're none of my business, Brianna. Mm -hmm. I got to mind my own business, eyes on my own paper. Like I don't want to take this time in my life that is going to be, and that already is, and will be even more so with each day, an exciting time. I'm finally in a happy relationship we're more in love every day and we talk about it like that, which is very exciting to me to have somebody who I can say, 
I'm really grateful for you. And then have David come back and say, I'm grateful for you. Like with even more enthusiasm, <laughs> like you're right back at me. And I looked, I was single since I was 42. I, and I dated, I mean, I took a lot of hits dating Brianna. I mean, I took a lot of hits there. I, I went into fights that I had no business being in the ring for. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I really mm-hmm. got bloodied in that fight. And then I took like eight years to heal from that. And the idea that I actually have this relationship is a miracle to me. And I want to enjoy mm-hmm. that miracle. And then my business, I want to enjoy all these things. But but what gets in the way of that is my emotional reactions to things. And I do believe that examining this can be the key to having a happy and more positive life. That was a mm-hmm. lot. No, no. Well, it was all wonderful. And I appreciated hearing it, especially. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. I think. Well, I always love that David story, first of all. <laughs> Um, (laughs) yes who who doesn't need more enthusiasm in their life I think it's great um I think though you know you you made a comment about um you know where where you are in your life and that made me think of you know the phrase that you've used before which is you know we're 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 in our third quarter right yes and being in the third quarter it is, it brings a new, obviously it brings a new perspective because we have, you know, experience and whatnot. But I do think it brings like that sense of, I don't, like it brings that sense of not that there's nothing to lose. It's not that like nihilistic or that dire, but it does bring the sense of like a little bit like, well, like who cares? You know, some of these things I feel like that I have uh, been worried about or had, you know, you know, had certain reactions to, I am getting to the point, similar to what you were saying, that some of these things I can have been able to just say, oh, yeah, that, um, again, this sounds very nihilistic, so I do apologize, (laughs) but I I have been able to kind of get over some things or maybe a little bit get over myself uh, by saying like, you know what, in like 100 years, 50 years, whatever, I won't be here and there will be very few people around who even remember me. So it doesn't matter uh, if I, you know, flub a little bit in some speech or some presentation that I get, I'm giving. It doesn't matter if I've, you know, <laughs> worn two colors of blue that don't quite match. It's a literal thought and concern that I've had. Um, But some of these things that just spark these like these um, thoughts and this little like tingly sensation of like, oh, no, I can't do that. um, It has helped tremendously to recognize the or, or more appropriately, maybe say prioritize things in my life and you know, getting to this time in my life now and saying, well, am I really going to, am I going to miss out? Am I going to miss this opportunity? Because, you know, thinking about this gives me a little bit of a tingly tummy (laughs) and not in a great way. Um, And I still say some things I still will, I certainly still avoid. Um, But I think uh, now that I'm much more aware um, especially after this experience this week of like being able to read those sensations and figure things out and like take a step away and almost like recognizing the glitch like we talked about last last week um, or last it's more than a week ago but um, being able to recognize like uh, take a pause to say whoa 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 what's going on here rather than just flying into some thought or some reaction um, some then actual action after that, I think is going to be helpful. And I'm looking forward now to having this new awareness and then practicing some stuff with it. We'll, we'll see. I say that now. It's, it's so, it's so interesting to see how much time and brain energy that I've spent on having emotional reactions to things that literally have nothing to do with me. I mean, literally, or only Mm -hmm. tangentially touch my life. 
and how I use that distraction. I don't know if it's replaying trauma from when I was a kid or just something, but how much of it is so unconscious? Like I, for, the first step is to realize that I'm even having one because the truth is sometimes mm-hmm. when things happen and I immediately have a reaction, it's just a reaction. Like, you know, like the Mentos in the Coke bottle, like, bam, you know what I mean? It's happening. <laughs> and um, when I'm having my mento moment, right. I, uh, I don't stop to think. I don't stop to think literally there shouldn't be full stop. I don't stop to think Brianna. I just am mm-hmm. exploding all over the place and making a giant mess. Um, and no safety goggles, no, no apron, you know, just a mess. Mm-hmm. And step one is to acknowledge that it's happening and, 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 and recognize that it's happening. And then two, the thing that I've been asking myself over and over again, um, eyes on my own paper and mind my own business. What's it to me? Why is this bothering mm. me? Why is this my problem? Why do I care? Why? And I can hear my answers and my answers are because and they, they come out in a whiny voice in my mind. The answers mm-hmm. are always because if they do that, then this will happen. And then, okay, how can I, what can I do to remedy the situation? What can I think to get me out of this? And I can feel a part of me just wants to create excuse and excuse and excuse and make up impossible situations so that one, I don't have to do anything I'm afraid of doing. Two, I get sympathy for being in this terrible spot that I'm in. And three, who's ever put me in this is going to be villainized. They're wrong. I'm right. I'm suffering. This is wrong. Everyone else should run around and do something different. And um, I'm going to wait until they do. And what does that mean? Well, that just means I'm going to get really, really resentful and really, really angry because the truth is nobody ever goes running around fixing my life for me. It just Mm. doesn't work that way. (laughs) If it did, honestly, I would be so successful right now because I've been waiting for that for a really long time. And um, (laughs) everybody else just straight up and do it right so I can just coast. Like that's not how it works. On the other hand, the disappointment I felt and the sadness and the loneliness I felt for waiting for someone to come and help me when I wasn't, Oh, Oh, keep in mind. What I didn't do is ask for help. (laughs) (laughs) What I didn't do also is um, think of what kind of help I needed so I can make more specific and less vague uh, asks. Like I could really use some help here. Isn't the same thing as I really need you to, do this thing at this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to do the hard work. Like it's sort of like how would you want to, uh, people are always saying outsource the task. And my first reaction to it is, but it takes so much. <laughs> I know. I'd rather just do it myself. And it's like, but then I'll always be doing it myself. So I've got to one recognize that I've got to do the work, but two, when I need help, I have to do the hard work of figuring out who, when, why, and how they can help me so that I can ask mm-hmm. for what I need in a healthy way and be okay with them giving me an answer that is no Oof. or worse. Yes. And then have to deal with feeling like I am a burden <laughs> and then work through that emotional reaction. So there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers. Oh my goodness. That is, that's a, that's quite the onion. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Given oh, it's an onion. Yeah. It's a giant. Oh. Like, moon-shaped onion (laughs) but very very accurate I think um and you know one of the you know one of the words that kind of did a nice signal light for me there was the the resentment (laughs) (laughs) and um just because I can identify and really appreciate hearing that and being reminded of you know uh as I'm trying to work on myself, be more aware of where and why I may be feeling resentment. And I think similar to what you were been saying, it's be it's usually because uh, in a situation I see someone uh, doing something or behaving in a way that I wish at some time I wish sometimes I felt like I could do in relation to reactions, right? So I feel like uh, in my childhood or as I was growing up, certainly um, 
emotional reactions, like having them (laughs) was seen as like kind of a, what's the point? Like, what's the point of that? Especially if we're talking about things like anger and frustration and, you know, some of the ones that are more um, related to uh, what I guess we, we would consider more of the, on the negative end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I can remember, <laughs> uh, I was pretty little having a bit of a tantrum about something. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it was legitimate. It was a legitimate, like, I was having some angst about something. And my mom <laughs> said, oh, bless her. My mom said, uh, well, what are you getting mad about? There's nothing you can do. So just don't bother. And I swear, Christy, uh, that was the last time <laughs> I had any, like, you know, really large, demonstrably angry, emotional kind of outburst or experience. It was from then on. And surely if you asked my mom, she'd be like, that's not true. Uh, but it truly feels like that from then on, I was like, like my kid brain was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> what is the point? And I have managed and it, it, and I've managed to not, for the most part, to not let a lot of my emotions out somewhat to my detriment uh as i found because people feel like i'm a little bit uh reserved or you know standoffish whatever word you want to throw in there um but then i think the other piece is like you said it really prevents me has rather prevented me from being able to uh fully interact with others and and really feel like I can bring my whole self and really feel like, as you said, like I can ask for what I need or communicate like what I need in a situation because everything has to be held inside. And so that, that doesn't feel good. And so I think what I Uh, moved into, and I can kind of say like kind of in my college years, then what I moved into was just kind of avoiding, um, well, I say avoiding, I should say thinking that I was avoiding emotion altogether uh, until I got into a space where it was like, um, obviously that's not healthy either. (laughs) So I, I feel like I'm getting into this space now where I'm just I feel very like kind of childlike in that I'm just learning like, oh, this is what anger feels like. This is what frustration feels like. This is, you know, and I'm I'm like a kid pointing on the little wheel <laughs> and then trying to uh, put a feeling like a physical, you know, experience to an actual emotion and then try to learn, like relearn what that is and and how I'm going to react and how I'm going to um, let some of those things uh, affect me. Yes, I, I totally, I totally know what you mean, because for a long time, I thought to, to not, to not show my emotions meant that I wasn't having an emotional reaction. And that, yeah, that is such a valid point to make because that is not true. I actually internalized a lot of that and I ended up, you know, it's really interesting because I have, uh, when I get a lot of stress and I sometimes it, I have a very, and I know you can relate to this. I have a very professional way of talking sometimes that I can put on and I am smart. So I have a modicum of verbal acuity that I can mask mm-hmm. my pain with uh, or, and I can mask it with humor. Um, and some of that is, is channeling, right. And some of it is me just bottling things up and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get rashes, I'll lose my hair. You know, all these things have happened that I would wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks and my face would get numb. And so it's not me not having an emotional reaction. It's me hiding my emotional reaction from the world and imploding, right? right? Right. And, you know, so I got better with those things. And sometimes I would just go in the car and I would cry and those things would help me. And um, I got better at being vulnerable in places where it was safe to be so. And all of those things worked. And then furthermore, like what I'm trying to delve into now after doing that is not, not having 
not not experiencing the motion, but preventing, examining what that feeling is giving me, right? If I'm angry, asking myself, why does this make you angry? And usually mm. at the core of that is a fundamental misunderstanding of what the problem actually is. What is usually happening, it's a fundament, fundamental disconnect with reality is the reason why I'm often mm. reacting in a way that is negative for me. I feel like sometimes what other people do controls me to an extent that is not actually true. And I find it very empowering and very exciting that if I examine these emotions and stop being married to the story of, can you believe they did this to me? Right. That is like mm. kind of the heart of all of my, can you believe they don't believe me? Can you believe they don't understand that this is the right answer? Can you believe they just won't do what I want? Can you believe that they, uh, they're jumping all of that stuff about them, 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 and bring it back to me. Why, why do I feel like I am? Why do I feel like I have to fix this problem for someone? Why? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like I have to make it better? Why do I feel like I have to be afraid of someone's anger all the time so that I do and say things that I don't mean because I'm afraid of their reaction or I couch what it is I say? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? And it always comes down to being afraid that I will be rejected or ignored or whatever it is. And instead, what I have to say is, I value me, I accept me, I see me, I acknowledge me. These are all things that I'm empowered to do for myself, and I don't need to not be me to be okay around you. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, wow, I really appreciate that. Uh, as you were sharing, I jotted down a couple notes that just some words that came in it. And I did put there, you know, like being able to show up as my full self, you know, the, the, uh, the tamping down of the reactions, the avoiding, um, again, I know that they're there, right? I know that I'm having them, but I guess like bottling them, preventing them from coming out, whatever. Um, as you said, it just prevents me from being able to show fully show up, fully be in a um, in a connected kind of connected have a connected experience with someone else or some other others. Um, and I feel like as we, you know, as I've been getting older, like it just it's just not that's just not where I want to be. And I think, you know, you've put there too, you talked about as well, um, that sense of, I love that you use consistently the phrase living the life of your dreams. Because I think I, for a long time, didn't really even think that was a thing. <laughs> like, what does that, what? That can't happen for me. I'm just, you know, eh. um, and so I feel like in uh, this work we're doing, and as each, you know, week we've been working uh, towards or working with the positivity, it is, I think, slowly but surely, some things are waking up, and now I feel comfortable, more comfortable showing up, um, and I think, you know, again, this sort of like aha moment that came for me this week was less about learning something new and just maybe more like tapping into something that's just been asleep for so, so long. And I think, you know, <laughs> I talked about it with you uh, in our pre-show, but that part of what's happened, you know, I had that kind of challenging uh, situation at the beginning of, of the week, but I also uh, enrolled in an online, essentially like online dance classes. Um, and that has, 
you know, in the one hand, if there's like the fear, if there's anger, there's the resentment. And I was, you know, having some of that this week at the beginning. And then I did this dance class. And, and again, it's that sense of like something like shook loose. And I very much had just the reaction of learning ballet, (laughs) Uh, these different ballet positions. It was like, I had so much joy. And that joy, every single day, that joy has shown up in small, you know, ways, but it is there in a very physical way. Like, I feel lighter. I, you know, um, even when things have been a little bit crazy this week, I find myself at work, I'm in my chair, I've been listening to you know, trying to listen to music a little bit. And I find myself in my chair, like dancing, <laughs> like, and with my door open, so potentially someone could walk by my office and see me chair dancing <laughs> at my desk and think this woman is crazy. Uh, but I was like, I don't, I don't really care. It's hot. So I need my door open. And if I'm going to chair dance a little bit, so be it. Um, but just I don't know, this new, again, that sense of like this new waking up situation, like, oh, this was (laughs) a little bit like Dorothy. This was here. I could have done this all along. What? This is, this was just here, huh? Um, So again, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm so grateful that we're, you know, we're, we're exploring this and we're talking about this because it is so, um, it's so new or feels so new like this, like, oh, it's so exciting um, to, to, I guess, see where this, where this takes me or where this next kind of step, this next uh, leg of the journey, I guess, um, where I'm going to end up after some emotional reaction experiences. Absolutely. I, what I really what I really love that you you talked about is this lightness because I do feel happier and just mm-hmm. in general lighter. And what's interesting is when I look at my feelings, like my emotions, like sadness, fear, disgust, anger, surprise, resentment, happiness, I can look at that as information, information that tells me what I need to do. Like it's it's just an input. It's not, I don't have to have these elaborate stories. If I'm happy, it's because I, like, I feel the happiness. So I know that me examining these issues makes me lighter. It makes my day easier. I can literally see how when I was more bogged down with advice giving and worrying about other people's problems and why they're not changing what they're doing and what that means to me. And the truth of the matter is, you know, they, may already be fine for all I know. Mm. And I'm still wrestling with someone else's problem. And the second I started to really examine that and why and what's it to me, you know, I got to the heart of the matter for me. And, and the heart of the matter for some of the things is I had to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone I work with because a project that I thought was going to be a fun, and I'm the boss, right? A project that I thought was going to be like a light, fun side project had started to grow more and more complicated. And the work that needed to be done that I hired them for wasn't getting done in favor of something that didn't matter. And I was getting more anxious. So I kept wanting to give, and so what I did was I wanted to give advice on how to solve the problem of the side project instead of, and the person didn't want any advice on how to solve the side project. They wanted to figure it out. And it was making me increasingly angry. And I wondered why. And I realized I don't need to solve the problem of the side project. I'm the boss. I need to say this project shouldn't be this high of a priority these are our priorities. And I'm sorry, Mm. I let us get off track, but we need to get back on track. And that project is canceled. But because I was so afraid of saying that and the, uh, and, and, and how someone else would feel about that, I, um, you know, I was starting to get stressed and Mm -hmm. resentful and, um, I could see me not doing my work 
Uh, and it, mm-hmm. it just it just started to affect me. And it took me quite a bit of examination to realize that was the heart of it. And just little things like that, um, where I don't go at the pro like it could take a lot of asking questions of myself to really get to the truth and a willingness to do that. Because I think there's been a lot of times in my life where I just want to tell the story on why they're wrong, why they're stupid, why they're this, and not get down to the nitty gritty, which is what's my problem. Mm. Wow. Well, I appreciate hearing that. And especially, you you know, you brought up um, talking about having to have those difficult conversations. And I think, I mean, I guess I can only speak of my own experience, but that that definitely fills me with some stress and anxiety. And I think for me, it's mostly because I just want I just want everybody, like you were talking about, I just want everybody to be responsible for their own side of the street. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to get into this with you. Uh, And so I have, I've had to learn over, over time that um, I've had to learn to figure out how to manage my reactions to that. And I also think with me, similar to what you were talking about, I spent a lot of time in those conversations trying to um, make it better for the person or make it, and, and it only ended up making it worse, which then of course made me <laughs> feel more stressed and uncomfortable. So um, I appreciate hearing that. But, and I should say, thinking about the stress of a situation, you know, the stress that that reaction brings out what I noticed this week, or excuse me, in the last couple of weeks is how um, stress, and I know this is probably like a no brainer, but how I really have to be, uh, or how I have in the past had to be uh, belatedly become aware of how stress leaves me vulnerable to um, I don't want to say inappropriate because that's not what I mean, but stress has left, I guess, my tolerance uh, for situations lower. So my reactions either come quicker and or they come at such a, a like a much, much bigger, um, like they come at a bigger, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a faster rate? Faster rate, but like greater intensity outsized Ah, you know like yeah you know um (laughs) the only word that's coming is like hyperbolic but that's not right (laughs) but it is that sense of like over kind of an overgrown um experience uh um that I've had because you know I'm stressed out already and so my reserves maybe just aren't as good but I will say um even when that happens, I feel like I've, even when it feels like it's outsized or overgrown, I still feel like I do everything I can to as fast as possible, like, like, let's just not, let's not pay attention to that at all. Like, we'll just leave it alone. (laughs) And then what happens is, okay, I'll leave it alone and I'll ignore it for a little bit. And then something, you know, usually I'll end up getting into some kind of funk for a couple of days because I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't imagine what my problem might be or what's going on with me. Um, so I'm excited. I know it sounds weird to say I'm excited, but I really am excited that uh, I've got a better kind of mind-body connection going on. At least I feel like that's, you know, that's what I'm kind of waking up to now. Uh, this better mind-body connection as I'm working on this emotional, wor- working on or exploring rather the emotional reactions my emotional reactions. Absolutely. Because I think the hope behind exploring our emotional reactions to things is to lead a more fun and happy life. Like there's Mm -hmm. gotta be something in it. And I do feel a lightness and I'm ready to drop a lot of my controlling behaviors because honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Like just on a, like a physical level, it's um, I carry my body very tensely. And I have a lot of like muscular issues and a lot of chronic pain. And I don't, this, you know, there is some 
um, school of thought that holistically this could be the cause of some of it. I don't know that I'm married to that, but I can say that learning to relax in my mind does relax my body. And there is a correlation between with doing things like exercise and uh, taking a bath and breathing and engaging in a hobby and, you know, deliberately trying to relax yourself that actually improves your mind. And I, I used to experience the world and I still do to a large extent, but I'm looking to like, I'm looking to create that a better connection between like my mind and my body. I really do strongly relate to the Futurama character, which is just the head in a jar, like that bell jar Mm -hmm. flying around. And I kind of saw myself that way. And um, I'm starting to see, because I'm a person who like, who very much enjoys my ability to quickly grasp concepts and learn new things and deal with life. I'm seeing that altered by physiological changes in my body. And honestly, that is no fun at all. So I am very much on board with the taking care of my body, increasing that connection and not losing my, you know, my mental acuity. Like I don't want to lose that type of thing. And I, and I do realize that some of it is uh, menopause and dinosaur time that I'm losing words (laughs) And, and, and I do understand that there is that, but I also believe that, you know, there are many studies that show that, you know, my, um, veal like existence of not Mm -hmm. exercising much actually does equate to like literal decrease in mass of my brain. Uh, not Mm -hmm. fun, not, not into Mm -hmm. that. So I am absolutely willing to take on board the the ability to look at my emotional reactions and to solve them with self-care and self-care includes exercise and walking and thinking and caring for myself. And I, if I don't realize, cause a lot of the stuff is automatic. Like I don't, I'm in mm-hmm. an emotional reaction and I don't even realize it, but how do I know I'm having a big outsized emotional reaction? I'll be eating junk. I will be uh, complaining a lot. I will mm-hmm. be uh, avoiding things. I will be, uh, I'll be procrastinating on tasks. Like I'll give you an example. I am filling out paperwork to um, no longer like to have an official employee, not like an independent contractor. And I caught myself hesitating a little bit. And I realized, you know, it is a little scary. Like when you're filling out this paperwork, it says, you you are the signatory, you are responsible. And it's like, how much, you know, there's literally a a percentage I had to type in. I am 100% owner. This is all on me. It felt like, it felt like, um, one of those cartoons when you were a kid where there's like a sign, do not enter here warning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It felt mm-hmm. like, um, and there's a piece of me. Turn back all ye who yeah, are- yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> ye who enter here, you know, for, yeah. And um. I just felt like, you know, and I told you this in the pre-show, but I genuinely felt like, first of all, it was kind of exciting. I feel like I'm, um, like at the top of the water slide of adult businesswoman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm about to like, but it, the inside of me feels like, um, yes, I'm glad I'm doing this outline, this 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 application online because you can't see me. Because the truth of the matter is, sometimes at heart, I feel like, um, in a fun way, but also in like a scary way, like a. Uh, I'm only nine years old. Like you shouldn't be trusting me with this, but uh, okay, <laughs> send. Like, like um, I'm not really a grown up, but okay, mm-hmm. let's um. But I, I will always say, in my personal opinion, being a grown up is just the um, the willingness to fill out the appropriate paperwork, even yes. if it's reluctant willingness. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, I well, I mean, of course, I relate heavily to the feeling of like I'm a I'm a grown woman, and yet at times I'm just like, wow, uh, I don't feel old enough to be doing some of this. Stuff. <laughs> I feel like that at the rental car place. Like, really, you're gonna give me this, right? Okay. I guess I am over 25. Uh, well over 25. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting the good insurance rate, so yikes. Um, I guess I'm old enough. Um, but I think uh, I just appreciate that. And, and just, you know, to uh, 
most of you know how we've talked about this for the uh, has been related to some of the more challenging emotional reactions, and I think one of the things that I have been working on, or or I should say an outcome of the things that I've been doing, right, from a personal development standpoint, is becoming, as I'm trying to be more aware of, you know, how I'm feeling, my thoughts, what I'm kind of putting out into the world, as, as all of that is improving, I feel like one of the things that's that has been helpful uh, is trusting my emotions and trusting that like yes are there times when I I mean I just talked about having the outsized emotion right so I understand that there are times like that that's going to happen and usually like I said it's some sort of stressors already there and it's making it worse but I will say one of the things I have noticed just in this week is I let myself feel what was coming up. So, and, and, and I trusted, like when I was trying to be like, oh, why is this, like, why do I feel this way? And, and I trusted it to say, I feel this way because I was, I feel threatened. And that's, you know, in this situation, I actually feel like, there is a threat to me. And I, I think part of the, part of what led for me, part of what led to, you know, pushing down or avoiding or ignoring emotions was, you know, sometimes being told what you're experiencing isn't true or what, how you're experiencing it maybe is more accurate, how you're experiencing it isn't accurate. And so then that leads to just like, a feeling of like, well, I can't, I, I should probably just ignore this or I can't quite feel it because apparently I'm not reacting appropriately to, you know, whatever situation. And I feel like after, you know, this week, this experience I had at the beginning of the week, I, I got out of that and, and again, for a couple of days now have been looking at it and really asking myself, like, was this, was I overreacting? was, you know, the heart beating, the sweating, uh, the like difficulty, like I had a real trouble focusing because all I wanted to do was get out of that situation. Um, was that accurate or was that me overreacting? And it was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> that was accurate. And I think, again, that sense of like, you know, feeling like some things just fell into place when I could say, no, you were, you were, interpreting this situation, you know, you were interpreting that emotion correctly or accurately. It just is helping me uh, kind, it feels like it's just helping me overall, or it's like that next step uh, in this work to trust myself and have confidence in, in myself and how I'm experiencing things and thinking about things. Uh, and again, that sense of because I can do that, then feeling like, oh, well, then I can actually, I can really show up here and I can, I can, you know, participate or engage and really be in a space. Um, I just feel a little bit like, yeah, I feel like I've, I've leveled up a little bit in the confidence arena because I am like, I, I have a little bit more trust in, or I can, I can trust more in these emotional reactions, uh, in my emotional reactions, I should say. I love that you brought that up. And I think it's really important because I think that a lot of times I have had genuine feelings about something and I have been literally told, you're not that, by somebody who's decided that they know my mind more than me. And especially mm. when I was younger and I, and I'll be honest, I'll say particularly, like, if you're young right now and you're listening to this or any age listening to this, and you are stating your experience and somebody is saying you're not this, you know, if you're not in a safe space to say, I just told, I'll give you a basic example. I've said to someone, you know, I'm hungry. You're not hungry. You can't be hungry. You just ate blah, blah, blah. I remember distinctly my sister's ex-husband 
like we were like we're hungry and he's like you can't be hungry we just had breakfast and what he was really saying is i'm hungry so you shouldn't be to which i said you ate bacon sausage a giant omelet and whatever and we split a bagel we're hungry um and that was like a really big deal for me but i also really didn't like him you know so <laughs> it made it significantly easier but i have experienced a a lot of times and I, and i've seen it you're not afraid what do you want us to do you're not really hungry you're not really tired you're not you can't be afraid of that you're not like somebody literally i state something very plain and very ordinary like i'm hungry or i'm afraid and somebody tells me because they don't understand why i am so or they don't want to deal with me being this way they just state that it is not true and mm -hmm. that and me and it had caused me, especially as a young woman, it caused me to doubt myself because the, the insistence that, it, it, and I think it actually is a bit of gaslighting, like telling me that my reality and my experience of what I'm feeling in my body is not actually happening. That to mm -hmm. me is quintessential gaslighting. Um, no, I am hungry. I don't. And, and one of the things I'd like to say is if you can't push back out loud because this person isn't the kind of person who listens you don't need them to but whenever you hear somebody say you're not blah 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 check that don't mm -hmm. don't take that on you can you cannot say anything if you're not in a position to but if you can say something then say it uh because mm -hmm. you don't need them to keep doing that even my guy when we first started dating you're not hungry i'm like who are you to tell me <laughs> I'm not hungry. And then there was a time when he said, I'm tired. And just to show him what it felt like, I was like, you're not tired. And he was like, <laughs> and he got really angry. And he was like, what do you mean I'm not tired? And I was really amazed. And I was like, oh, I mean it in the way you tell me I'm not hungry. And he was like, oh, you're getting back at me bidding petty. And I was like, no, I'm trying to force empathy on you. <laughs> Which may be a bit of my codependence. However, message received. So I just want to say that sometimes we don't feel entitled to our reactions or we're caused to doubt, not because we just created this out of nowhere. I mean, um, because we were specifically told we were wrong when we were right. So just mm -hmm. as a little tool there, if somebody tries to tell you, you're not insert whatever, examine that and disregard when necessary mm -hmm. right and i yes and i think that's you know you talked about it at the top um just talking about that you know there's the physical reaction and then there are the thoughts that come after that and then there's your action you know is it's like that third step and i do feel like um i just want to reiterate again it is important to allow yourself to feel those emotions and i'm saying that not as a like i'll tell you how to what to do but like mostly because i'm reminding myself that it is it is important or it is okay i guess even to say that it's okay i have to remind myself it is okay to feel whatever comes up you're um you know we can feel that i think it is um again the the thoughts that come after that i do think too it, it it really is important um just to touch a little bit at least on then the action that comes after that because i have experienced um where people feel entitled or it's okay to treat folks poorly, others poorly, or to just be, yeah, I'll say just to treat people poorly based on their emotional reaction. And I think, you know, I'm working on, you know, first of all, just feeling that being aware of, I should say that emotional reaction, and then trying to put some accurate thoughts to it. And then making sure, you know, and then trying to determine what the appropriate kind of response or action is after that. But I do think it's, um, you know, it does feel a little bit like sometimes we get into spaces where people feel that just because they're having whatever emotion, that's like a license to do whatever and not have consideration for people, things around them, 
almost like it's, you know, well, I'm having this emotional reaction, so it is a free for all. And I know that that is one of my, um, I will say one of my areas are kind of like the things that really makes me uncomfortable is when I'm in a space with someone or some people uh, that feel, and it feels as if they're not taking into consideration the people around them, partially because I feel like I've spent my whole life <laughs> worrying about, you know, the people around me and, and it, is everybody okay? Um, so I think that just, uh, yeah, I think as I am experience having these new experiences, there is a tendency, like I, I have the thought, <laughs> I have, I have been aware of having the thought, like, I really want to yell at this person right now, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I don't because that's not appropriate, right? There, and certainly that that doesn't mean I can't communicate my frustration or um, anger, or disappointment. It doesn't mean I can't communicate that. It just means that I have to, you know, I still have to be respectful and uh, considerate. And there is a way to communicate those, you know, what I'm feeling in those times. Um, that's just really hard for me right now, but, uh, it's, it is coming. Uh, I think, um, yeah, just, and, and I say that mostly because I've been in, ex again, coming back to, I I've been in experiences where people kind of think it's a free for all. And I just have to remind them, like, you are a hundred percent. Okay. You are feel those feelings, feel whatever you feel them. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you have a right to feel your feelings. You don't have a right to kind of lash out or hurt people because of how that's happening for you. I love that you brought that up because I do feel like, you know, I think one of the things I'm trying to learn is to be direct and assertive mm -hmm. without uh, placating and, and, and pulling my punches. But the other side is there are people who use their anger as license to be abusive in verbally or even physically. And that is, they feel like that is justified. And I feel like that mm -hmm. is an unhealthy, that is absolutely an unhealthy, like emotional reaction. And I think because you and I are very similar in that our reactions is more, are more, there was a, well, for me personally, there was a phrase I accompanied, I, I, read in literature and heard read out loud to me that was uh we need to practice caring uh without caretaking the distinction was mm. made between caring and caretaking and my brain went one um oh you know and two like i don't know even what that really means but i know that's mm -hmm. me <laughs> mm -hmm. like i mm -hmm. i am like obviously Obviously, there's a difference because they're two different words, right? You just have like the same word, but also like, oh my God, like I have been mm -hmm. like, I feel unduly responsible for other people, but the converse is true um, <laughs> that there are, there are those who have absolutely no regard with for, um, you know, so yeah, tr there is a difference between being direct and assertive and being abusive. And I think mm -hmm. it is an important distinction to make. And um, yeah, I, I am pro feeling feelings, uh, anti being married to the story of those feelings and very much about these days trying to figure out what it is about myself that what it is about the situation that is causing me to dwell on this and what can I do? And like some of the stuff that they said online is like, it's really amazing um, how much like taking time for myself and caring for myself and even having like, you know, this podcast is a wonderful um, hobby that has enriched my life in so mm -hmm. many huge ways. And now I am incorporating more and more exercise and I'm looking for ways to improve my accountability to myself so that I am happier and more joyous and free and refraining from things like caretaking when I'm not supposed to, uh, venting, uh, eating bad food all the time. Uh, of course the other things that people can do like drugs and drinking, like those are not necessary. Those are not great ways to deal with your feelings. There, uh, avoidance is my big one. Like avoidance mm -hmm. is like the, the, um, 
like I I don't even I avoid so quick I didn't even know that like I didn't even <laughs> there was know there was something there. there yeah exactly that's exactly what I was thinking so and this is a really big topic and I I am really working on this this is where I'm at and I mm-hmm. I feel like I've made some progress and the more progress I make the more I can see that my life will be greatly improved as I practice the skill, but it is a very tough one. Um, Mm. So before I go into the mission, is there anything else you wanted to add? I'm just really, um, I, I think I'm just really grateful that we've had this opportunity to explore it and talk some things through. And I think I feel encouraged, I guess, for whatever comes next uh, in, again, just kind of relearning or just remembering uh, what it is to be, you know, have this mind-body connection and and feel the reaction and, and be aware of, you know, what's what's going on inside, what's going on with my thoughts and what's actually happening in the situation to hopefully have, you know, as you said, that, that wonderful life, have wonderful life experiences and, and, and be really living that life and fully showing up uh, to live the life that we dreamed of or the one that we really want. And so, yeah, maybe, you know, down the road, we may kind of come back to this just to see how things are going. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited, uh, even, even about the stuff that doesn't, doesn't feel great. I'm still looking forward to, uh, you know, that increased awareness and, and, and showing up. Yes. And that segues perfectly into this week's mission, which is, uh, or this episode's mission rather, which is to take time to reflect on the experiences that provoke emotional reactions and how you process them. So we'd love to hear from you. And now it's easier than ever to connect with us. Go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W podcast.com and click on the icon message and you can leave us a voicemail. Yes. And new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it does help more people to find us. Also, if you're enjoying the positive view podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. We'll talk soon.